Hello, everybody, and welcome to Board with Fins, a podcast that's pretty casual about board games and tabletop nonsense with a whimsy that some of us may or may not be Finnish. I am Tom. I'm one of your hosts. But luckily, it's not just me. Because next door to the studio is the Pinkerton Detective Agency, where I've got some agents back from a successful trip to steal some (laughs) fucking Magic the Gathering cards from someone that got it a week early. And I've got them in here to talk about board games. Wait a minute. It's Ida and Nikos again. How's it going, guys? Good, good. We got the cards. Yeah, good, good. Because I'm a staunch defender of capitalism. We are the good guys. We are clearly the good guys, and we can feel good about the work we do when we go home after this. Really pat yourself on the back. I don't know if it's true, but (laughs) I read that uh, or heard on a video or something that... uh, on the Dungeons and Dragons forums or some like forum, mm. they were asking for the official stat block for the Pinkerton class <laughs> uh, from Wizards of the Coast to, you know. Yeah. Did they oh, get it? Lord. I don't know. I, ho- I, I hope they did. Unfortunately, the person that made the stat block was then arrested for <laughs> probably unrelated, uh, unrelated yeah. things. God, I just love mega corporations, don't you? Great, mm, great isn't, people. It's isn't super good and great that like all of our like the most played RPG and the RPG that everyone associates with RPGs is mm-hmm. run by these people. Yeah, but I, I'm a big D and D and Wizards of the Coast stan. I mean, mm. they can do no wrong. Mm. You know, I mean, if those cards are leaked a week early, what's next? Communism, probably. <laughs> yeah. It's a slippery slope. Anarchy. Yeah, just yeah. society breaks down. But anyway, I'll 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 choose to ignore. Your uh, your filthy Pinkerton <laughs> association right now, <laughs> and instead let's talk about board games and RPGs, or RPGs and board games, or when one becomes very close to the other, what we feel about that. Is that something we want? Do we want them kissing? <laughs> <laughs> Is that too weird? And yeah, sort of like things I guess have enticed us or turned us off if one is too like the other. What do you say to that, people in the room? Yeah, like what are the things that you want from a board game and what are the things from you want from an RPG and when can you, like, does it feel like sometimes, at least for me, it's like if you get the same thing that I'm looking for in RPG and I get it in a board game, it's like this is not what I went in expecting and this is not why I was playing this game. And then it's like the same things, the same exact mechanics, the same exact feeling can work in one and feel really weird in another. Mm-hmm. And do, then, do you have any examples or... No, I'm just my, like I think <laughs> my, ma- my my main thing about this entire thing is also like then there's the case where you don't really, in my opinion, get either of them. But then like because my public dislike for Gloomhaven is something that keeps coming up, mm-hmm. I just don't think it gives you a good board game experience, and I don't think it definitely don't think it gives you a good RPG experience. And yet it is the most beloved game on game for BGG at the moment. Mm, I mean, not the top spot. Is it not anymore? No, it's, it's uh, brass again. I think it's brass Birmingham, okay. yeah. yeah. Unless it's it's gone back, but yeah. I, I guess that's where my mind goes to when we're talking about like RPG board games. Because I think that is a semi-unofficial kind of title. And it, it usually is applied to games like Gloomhaven and uh, Legacy Games. In essence is what... Yeah, that. and I think they are making now a uh, Gloomhaven RPG. Like a proper, proper, like they're making a system out of it. They're making a book that you can play. Like if you like Gloomhaven and then you want more of that in a more of an RPG setting, which I genuinely do not understand because again, I don't think Gloomhaven gives you any of the good things you can get from RPGs. It's just like, but now you can have an RPG setting book with cards in it. And then again, you can't tell people numbers or something. I don't know. I didn't look into it because it made me angry. <laughs> you weren't a fan of it. I mean, would it be funny if the uh, Gloomhaven RPG book was also 25 kilograms? 
<laughs> just to really stick to theme. Like, it's yeah. an uncomfortably large book that will not fit on any shelf. That it's is like, actually something that comes, I think, a lot of the RPG, like, board games are all huge, massive, like, insane amounts of, like, something or other. Like, I was, I want to talk about, at some point during this episode, about Kingdom Death Monster, which apparently God. also is massive. And mm-hmm. then, like, just now, like, last episode, we talked about low prep RPGs where it's like you can have like the teeny tiny small book for 10 candles compared which is now an RPG and then you have the RPG board game which has just 25 kilos of stuff in it and it's Mm. like at what point is it just a DM less RPG and at what point is it a collaborative board game when it's like an RPG that you don't have like a high like you don't roll as a DM and so on Mm. yeah I mean I don't have a clean kind of answer for you it's just kind of what's I guess I, my mind instantly goes to these kind of big sprawling games like Gloomhaven. And I guess for some people, they scratched the same itch, right? Like my, my counteroffer is that there, there are actually like D&D board games, right? Like you could mm. do like Ravenloft and it is kind of campaigny. I think it was based on like 4E rules. But like I know I've played with the guy I've GM'd for, Jose, just like, oh, well, if Tom can't turn up to run D&D, we can just play D&D. I'm like, okay. I thought... Yeah. I thought it was a bit different than this move my guy three squares and roll a dice to attack thing. Yeah. But good to boil it down into that. <laughs> it's sort of what an emotional journey we've been on, if that's the same. I do think it's quite easy to get the, like, if you like D&D for the combat, I think you can get the combat from a lot of, like, different sources. They can scratch the same itch. You can get the, like, optimization, the cooperative nature of it and everything out of that in a board game. I think it's so much more difficult to get the RPG, like, the RP part of the RPG Otherwise, it's just a war game, right? Yeah. yeah but, like, kinda. do we... I mean, is there any games that, like, spring to mind for you then? That like, uh, Yeah, so I think that... I think we have a good, like, group of people here. Mm-hmm. Because you're, I, I you're mostly coming from the board game side. And I'm not such a big board game person. So I Get would approach, <laughs> approach this from the RPG side going towards... Uh, mm-hmm. board yeah, game yeah, yeah. and I mean again I have some things with me <laughs> like <laughs> second last, suitcase like last the time <laughs> ages oh, ago it was so long ago um, it was so long well, ago first of all you mentioned GM-less RPGs yeah. and I think that might like fit the category of something that is kind of both yeah. mm-hmm. also like the previous episode low prep or mm-hmm. zero prep mm-hmm. uh, and specifically one page RPGs which I have a book called the Ultimate Micro RPG book with I've, me. I've looked at so many one-page RPGs. Like I've seen those. Well, again, <laughs> when like talking about like each IO and wherever, like I yeah. just, just find these one-pagers and it's like this looks super cool. How is this an RPG? So like, well, I think the RP part of it is what makes it an RPG because you you tell a story collaboratively, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't, isn't that the main kind idea of, the point, of an RPG? Yeah. And For then, me, at least, yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> I mean, it depends, but yeah. Okay, then then is it a board game or is it just an RPG that is very rules-light? Uh, this, mm-hmm. I think, is like a difficult like distinction to... Draw, yeah. to yeah. Uh, but I would say also, <laughs> have another one there, that mm-hmm. advertises itself as an RPG, but I would call it also a board game because it has pieces, and it has a uh, so yeah, it's like, like painted miniatures. It's called the Quiet Year. No, it doesn't oh, yeah, have painted miniature. Yet, yeah. It's a it's a map uh, drawing game. So the main thing is that you have a map in the middle or a blank page in the middle, and mm. progressively you build the the map of and and community and mm. the area around it. And it also has a 
deck of cards, but it can also be played with just a normal deck of cards, as long as mm-hmm. you know what each card represents. And yeah. So like, like, for example, you draw a card and it says, introduce a dark mystery among the members of the community. So so it it, mm. it gives you prompts yeah. to create... Like, things on the map that you draw on the map to represent the the thing that you like discuss. Yeah, like in my mind, this is a way of like setting up for an RPG. Like this is the like how you create mm. a very rich world for. Yeah, a game it's almost like literally law building. Yeah, from scratch. Yeah, it's interesting, especially coming at this side because I guess from the board, I mean, things that are classically RPG board games, they're not lore based. <laughs> well, n- well, I mean, yes and no, but they're definitely not light. Like the the RPG board games are usually like these huge, expansive, usually campaign games. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of like the the swanky. Is it Sleeping Gods? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah but I this do. is like heralded as like oh, the true story experience, mm. but it with board game mechanics and yeah. this stuff. Like you you have characters that and the characters change over time and all this stuff. But it's very. I mean, I don't know. It's still it's still a board game, right? It's a like, board game, I, like with legacy elements, or like a really long like yeah. campaign board games or campaign board games with legacy elements are kind of like they are getting to a, some of it. I yeah, think, yeah. I, I, but I think that's the only ones that are actually like classified that kind of way, and it's it's super strange because like I mean, I play game. I mean, we play games and we just shit talk the whole time. But any time that I've got a character in a game, that's pretty much a role playing board game. Mm. Like I got like playing Eldritch Horrors. Almost role play just because of the amount of shit that I pretend mm. that my guy, yeah, guy is yeah, getting no, up to. I mean, not in the truest sense because my decisions are not really, you know, I guess judged or you know, it's still pretty random number generator kind but of stuff again, with what comes in the cards. But. I think if you go by that, I think many people's first RPG experiences aren't really role playing either because people tend to be quite mm-hmm. slow at getting to a place where they can actually think, what would my character do mm-hmm. as a separate character in from of themselves. Yeah, but I think there is a, a selling point of like, oh, now we're playing an RPG mm-hmm. where you, you tell someone that hasn't played before that you have the freedom to do anything, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And yes, maybe we still have turns... Mm-hmm. That oh like now now what do you do instead of like being Fully you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah which some RPGs also do like mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. have like a turn based thing you can mm-hmm. just like pop in and say oh now I'm doing that not mm-hmm. pop in but you know what I mean yeah. like, just yeah. say jumping yeah. Uh, yeah uh but yeah th- this one for example the quiet year mm-hmm. it has a quite structured thing that in your turn you turn one of the cards mm-hmm. you read it you do this or you do that yeah. But then it gives you the freedom of like building a story around it mm-hmm. mm. that is not something that you get with Monopoly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or <laughs> one other of the greats. Yeah, one, one of the greats. Yes, of course. But um, yeah, so I think that's the the thing for me that the role playing part is like quite. Um, so what takes it out of then role playing into more of a board game theme to you? Like, what's the? Is there a distinction? I mean, what? Yeah, I mean, like, why are you? Thinking that is this it is just because it has pieces, or is it like? A- I think it is part of it mm-hmm. that it has some physical thing that, like, because I feel that a pure RPG, <laughs> not that I'm a purist, but you know what I mean, something that is like an RPG and advertises itself mm-hmm. as an RPG alone. Yeah, you can just not even have to write things down. Into yes, okay, maybe you have a character sheet, mm. but mm-hmm. then you just discuss what is happening and you're just telling a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And then you roll some dice or whatever the rules I'm gonna, are. I'm going to devil's advocate this because there's yeah. definitely like, I mean, of it, not for the ones that uh, that you've brought in the suitcase, uh, <laughs> but like there are RPGs that are like crunchy to the point of 
incredibly oh, regimented yes. things. Like you can engineer an RPG system, yeah. which is technically an RPG, that is very rigged up in you can only do very specific things and these are tied to very specific rules. And timings, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I know the whole like storytelling element of it, but there are definitely like people that play RPGs of very, very granular kind of things. Like, well, yeah, I can do this and this. Definitely. But, so, but then is it... Um, okay, because I'm thinking I've heard of... I, I haven't played GURPS, for example, but mm-hmm. G-U-R-P-S. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's yeah, pronounced the, GURPS. I'm not, but like, uh, I but I've heard that so. it's like a super crunchy, right? Yeah. And then you Vaguely have tables and yeah. you need like, like an yeah. hour of... Like shaking and like throwing dice to resolve one action, mm-hmm. uh, but does it mean that the narrative? Like, do you do you need a board? Do you need something on the table to play mm-hmm. it, or is it just for your convenience that you need like a printout? Another thing, case then is ten candles a board game. I would also say that maybe it is because you, that, that's the thing, yeah, that you do a, some physical I thing on the table, like for mm. me. Okay, you could also argue that D&D 4E, for example, was very grid-based. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, it was a war yeah. game. Like, it was a war yeah. game with RPE elements. Which, yes, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I would call that a board game because, again, it's not like a fixed... Yes, you needed a grid, but the grid was... Like, what happens on the grid is still in your imagination. Mm. Like, oh, there's a building there and there's a dragon there. Mm. Yeah. It's not, like, a set thing. Then if you have, like, minis... And, but, like, okay, but then at the same time, we go back to Gloomhaven, which has, like, a like a setting that is the literal board that you set up that has the, like, the actual pieces, the actual monsters are in the exact places that you put them and then you have to deal with the scenario. That is kind of the same thing as if you're running, like, one of those, like, really, like fully formulaic, like, pre-written stories. Because mm. then, like, you have the set pieces, like, depending on how you run them. Yeah. And depending yeah, yeah, yeah. on how, like, deep they go into the details of it. Mm. Because, then, like, there are places in g- games you can run just by, like, read the book, go to the next page, do the thing. With, like, if they're super, like, railroady and if they're super, like, written down. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking, like, sorry. Um, it, it is, like, the difference then between a very crunchy role-playing game or a board game, if there is any overlap of the, what the player is willing to bring to it, hmm. it thing. Definitely. Because, I, I mean, you could play a very... I mean, to be honest, like, you can run a game and I could be a player and I'm like, yeah, I just persuade that guy. I hit that guy. Yeah. I roll this dice. And then I can just play it as mechanically dry yeah, as yeah, possible. Yeah, no, definitely, of course. So I'm just kind of... But then we also, like, when we play any kind of board game, then again, we are bringing that in. Like, we're bringing all of that. Like, oh, 100, like, yeah, 100%. All of that is am, happening in character. In I fully am that nun as I travel around the world trying to <laughs> stop it. I, w- I would say there are games that enabled it, enable it more mm. and games that enable it less, mm. like coming from the board game side. Mm. And then coming from the RPG side, I think there are, again, like, games that don't really allow you to do things physically that much or not not allow you but don't expect you know you to, yeah. yes and there are others that like literally tell you that you need like to draw a map yeah or to yeah. draw like a thing because well, i have your, another one your your speed is 30 that's six yeah. squares you yeah. can do this if the other guy is facing the other yeah, way yeah you know it's very it becomes very sort of war gamey and tactical at that point yeah and like mm-hmm. the games and like the, the when we're talking about different kinds of rpgs last episode and then there's like the amount of character in your character in a different game it's mm-hmm. like there's like this is we're more and more coming to a point where it feels like there's a continuum and then but it's not just like it's not just one x y like it's not one x axis that's like it's a four leaf like not the four leaf like a 
for like an x-axis and a y-axis where it's like like crunchiness and then character heaviness and then just like because it's a five-dimensional map of basically <laughs> but because like because like i said there's like gloomhaven doesn't have the like so much of the role-playing bit but has lots of the like mechanical tactical bits that you can have mm-hmm. in a board like in, in an rpg and then some rpgs don't have the character heaviness but also don't have the rule heaviness but are like it's just about the bits on the table and then there's mm-hmm. like I mentioned, I looked a bit into Kingdom Death Monster because two different friends have mentioned having played it a lot and liked it a lot. Okay, give me well, the pit. I know this is all I know is this is getting on a bit now, and this was like a huge Kickstarter thing. Yeah, That's this is I mean. in, immense in size and in scope and in price. I think yeah, the, no, like, I can believe that. Yeah, I think at the, it's like if you want the like core game and all the expansions, like up to five hundred and more. Like it's 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 a bit of a like a, a pre- steal a it's steal a, it's a prestige thing and it's huge like if you think Gloomhaven is big I think Kingdom Death Monster is I, bigger yeah, yeah and like definitely. what I understand from it is that it's kind of a it's a campaign game it's a very unforgiving very random they like your monsters I'm now going to be fucking this up the whole thing I think someone's going to tell me that I've not made, done this justice but let's <laughs> go with it anyway there's like a real fanboy at home <laughs> loves Kingdom Death Monster what is she fucking saying about this game <laughs> yeah, like, like, and then you dis- collect spoons for four hours like, full what? disclosure I haven't played it I've watched a few YouTube videos and I have heard a few people talk about it I have made a judgment based on how it looks. Look, uh, no one listens to this podcast expecting expertise. This All right, is that, that's just that's just <laughs> that's fair. Uh, but like, there's a deck of cards with random like attributes to each monster, and then like the it has like set set campaign beats can like beats that you go through in order. You always start with the first like encounter with a the white lions and. Do you like when you don't know about anything about the monsters going into the fight, but when you hit them, they drop cards that tell you something about them, or when they take damage, they react in a certain way, then you learn about them. Okay. And then it is like, and then you can then decide which kind of monster you want to go against next. There's like events that relate to this. You're trying to, at the same time as you're playing your character in these encounters, you also have this like settlement that you're trying to build or protect or make flourish. This is very um, gloomhaven. Uh, Gloomhaven, uh, or more, more Frosthaven now, I guess. I, I haven't played like Frosthaven, a, but I, I think the the added gimmick is that you upgrade this town yeah, as you go on adventures yeah. and stuff. I think it's like it's a lot more like because Gloomhaven is much like this is the problem you're trying to solve now, optimize it, which is yeah. what I kind of like and don't like about it. This is more like mm-hmm. you are throwing. There's no map. There's just a black piece of paper that has like amazing minis that like just really good like monster minis that or mm. really like. Um, let's say lovingly crafted because there's also the whole thing about it being weirdly sexist and having a lot of boobs in it in like unnecessary reason of like being nudity and whatever like it's just I see no issue should be fine <laughs> should be great yeah. that's how they dressed in the past eat yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like it's the and like but there's like the black page which has like a some set pieces and then the miniatures and then you deal with the monsters and then you progress by killing the monsters they drop loot and then you can decide which kind of monsters to attack next I didn't get the sense that the RPG elements are that interesting. It's more yeah. about the mo- like the monster fighting and hunting. And you yeah. can go hunt for monsters. You go look for monsters that causes there to be events that are usually bad for you. The okay. annoying bit I learned about this is that because it is a campaign and it is quite unforgiving and quite brutal and quite difficult and quite hi- fight heavy, mm. you might end up in a situation where you've played this for 80 hours and then you find a, there's a random draw monster you've never encountered before. You die you have to go to the beginning. You start from the same goddamn starting 
like scenario. So you end up fighting the white lions quite a lot. I would cheat. Yeah, this is I also something that came up in the video I was watching. It's like, where do you draw the line? You kind of look into it and you start doing like, okay, what are the actual options that might happen? What is the like? What are the things that come up or whatever? But so like, is it? Are there? Do you play through like a scenario, or are the events kind of stacked in a certain way, or do you actually just like pick? There's like a, like a there's everything. a deck of cards that each one of every single card in the deck says roll in the random encounter table. Okay, right. Yeah. So it's but, pretty random. Yeah, but also like the monsters have random decks and then there's the scenarios I think are based on the monsters. Like it is a monster hunting game. It's kind of a dungeon crawlery game. It is like when we're talking about like the this is why I kind of like I got into this whole spiel from the point of like crunchiness and combat heaviness. As I think it yeah. is quite crunchy, like there's so many rules, so many stat blocks, so many things you need to remember, so many things you need to learn about the monsters that it's really quite crunchy. Mm. But the like the role playing heaviness is really quite low. Like it mm. is just it, so it's just kind of what you bring to. Yeah, and I think the, my, this is now fully just gut check, but I think it's like <laughs> uh, but Hot the, takes. the same way Gloomhaven actively hates you for bringing in like like role playing elements into it. I feel like Kingdom Death Monster might do the same. Mm. Like it is not, it is like neither of these scratch the, any of the itch I have that I get scratched by RPGs. Why was it recommended to you? Do you think? Uh, it was much liked by people who, also, one of them also liked Gloomhaven, so I don't know if that's just... Okay, so if like. you like Gloomhaven, you like it yeah, also, but, but also liking, But also liking actual RPGs and running and playing RPG, like D&D, for example. So yeah. it's like maybe okay. there is something that is scratching an itch, it feels like a, it's a party game kind of almost, like it's kind of something you do with friends. It's, it's corporate. It's party yeah, game. It's very much so. <laughs> but and then the other one is someone who doesn't play... RPGs and doesn't also play that many board games, but somehow has liked playing this with coworkers and friends. Like it's just has mm. gotten something that they're having a good time with it. Yeah. The reason it might be that people get like a kick out of it. It has a lot of like really random shit. So <laughs> Great. full disclosure, I watched the shut up and sit down video about this, okay. and the guy t- says like, okay, and I started the first encounter, and it started with me punching the testicles off of a lion. Mm-hmm. This is just something that happened in the game. It has like these kinds of like <laughs> just a perfectly normal thing to happen. Yeah. Exactly, it in has a, like it's don't we all. Yeah, yes, like, well, we've all been there. You can do whatever you want in an RPG, and in this one, the game tells you you punch the dick of a, like mm. an animal. Yeah, yeah. congratulations. Cool. But there's like, I think this is why I am not drawn to these games because it is like you can do whatever, and it has this weird like. Weird kind of sex is weird kind of like weird vibe in general that I don't really jive with. And then at the same time... What's it's wrong like, with boob armor? Come yeah. on, let's... <laughs> I have a... Let's not go there. I have a point about that. <laughs> that's a, okay, that's have a you, separate Have thing. you guys seen the like... The, our, like our engineers made armor based on the like typical wounds our warriors sustain, which is a play on the... Uh, the Second World War plane oh, yeah, image. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, and that's yeah, the explanation for boob armor. Okay, well, if science says. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, but my point is that it's like, it gives you these kind of, without having to throw yourself into the character, without having mm. to be emotionally invested or emotionally vulnerable, being able to have these weird things happen, interesting things happen, and having these fights and having these stories mm. without having to give so much of yourself. Yeah. It's kind of interesting, especially like if we, if we, I mean, we do have literally two sides of the table on this now, yes. right? So, like, coming, but coming from the board game side, it seems that something that when a board game is branded an RPG, it's heavy and then they try and slap on character stuff. So, coming from the other side, where would you see the RPG getting into more of a board game kind of thing? Like, what, what is the element that you see is added or removed? I think 
Well, again, like the ones that I have in mind mm-hmm. are RPGs. They they don't claim to be uh, board games, board games <laughs> yeah. right? So I think that what is added, actually, I don't think anything is removed. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, like they have s- specific like settings or ideas mm-hmm. that you have to, to deal with. But um, I think the thing that is added is that you physically have to do something. And I don't know if, if this is just a my specific ones that I brought, but mm-hmm. both of them are like about drawing something mm-hmm. because the other one is uh, it's called The Skeletons. It's also like a 20-page book or something mm. or 30 uh, where we'll, you... We'll check the aesthetic you are, And half of it is just like an idea for a game. Like mm. the, the rules themselves are maybe 10 pages mm. uh, or even less uh, you, where you are like skeletons in a tomb and then just hanging uh, out yeah yeah but it has this conceptual thing where you you sit in the darkness until some event happens and mm. then you roll dice to see for how long you sit in the darkness and it says you should actually like close your eyes and wait for such amount of time which represents okay like one minute in real life represents like 10 years or whatever or, okay. or a century oh. right and it, 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 it becomes this ritualistic thing yeah so the, this to me is a very RPG thing, right? Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. very conceptual. It's uh, and of course it has the character thing that mm. like you learn things about the skeleton like in its life, yeah. like oh, your okay. own character as you progress. Because you like after each encounter mm. where you may like lose some, you know, bones or something, <laughs> or like you 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 kill intruders practically that came they, that come to desecrate the temple, the the tomb. The tomb. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And then you, you, in the beginning, you have a thing where you draw things on a paper again mm-hmm. to show what the temple, the temple, tomb. the tomb <laughs> looks like. And then you, as the game progresses, you add things or you mm. remove things because, oh, it got destroyed or whatever mm. okay. by okay. the raid or by the time that passed and everything. And then you learn things because you also add questions after each like encounter. So it's like a uh, story tower defense game. Kind, kind <laughs> of, I guess. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I think for me, it's like the the, the RPG thing is that it has some concept. Mm. It has this thing that oh, let's now sit in the dark and meditate for a bit. Because I think it also says it's a meditative. Yeah, it literally, game. Is yeah. like the the skeletons is a meditative structured freeform game for one to six players. No, that's such a weird kind of play. I, I'm just thinking like couldn't play that in a pub. No, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> just hey guys, I've got some bit. Oh, you're just. Sitting with your eyes closed. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, the the thing that is added for me, uh, like looking at it, is the the physical act of drawing on a paper what the map looks like, but not in the vague RPG way that mm-hmm. oh, let's let's draw like a sketch to see where our characters go for this scene, and then we throw okay. it out. Okay, so something a bit right. more tangible. But then we yeah. do that as well in West Marches. That's where how we build the map, kind mm. of. But then again, it's never gonna be in like it's an imperfect recollection of a group of yeah. people so it's kind of a different thing from this i also noticed now as i'm flipping through the actual book uh it doesn't seem to have as a base it doesn't have a dm at all it is a cooperative game you no, do yes. together it's there's an option to play with a facilitator but or rotating the spotlight or whatever but it generally is more of a like i think that's the dm less okay, so that makes it a bit more board game yeah yeah uh, this one as well okay so there's no have a dm okay so then 
quite dear. Sorry. No, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's kind of the, one of those things. Like, and like because many of the RPG board games, again, that we're talking about, are mm-hmm. trying to do an RPG full-on campaign without yeah. the DM and just kind of like trying to AI uh, the yeah. Which is also speaking of AI, there was a list of like because I was looking at this before playing this podcast and this, uh, this before recording this it was like because uh, we do prepare. This is a bit just. very cool. <laughs> uh, uh, like the. Mansions of Mansions of Madness was mm. mentioned oh, as yeah, a, was, like yeah, a RPG so. board game, and it's like, I think that's a board game. I just, just don't think it's a very good one. Uh, I, I mean, I've never played it. I really want to play it, but that, that's kind of it. Like they've taken the element of, again, it's more like the implementation of D and D or role playing games as it was in like the eighties, which is like you go in the dungeon and you, and you hack your way through, and the advantage is you don't need a guy on the other side writing down how many hit points the dragon has. Yes. Right? So these games spawn from, like, almost old-school RPG kind of mechanics of, like, well, I want to do a dungeon crawl, hack slash, blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, look at um, Hero Quest. Hmm. I mean, that that one does have, like, a DM in there. Yeah. But you run through, like, you physically have scenarios. So if you know the scenario, you know the game. But it's, the, these are, like, the early implementations of D&D or, well, they're probably other, you know, I'm, I'm just going to shorthand D&D as any, any okay. role-playing game, fantasy role-playing game in the 70s. I'm just going to yes, shorthand yeah. that. But I think, like, I'm then interested in how you guys feel about the idea that maybe the, like, the Gloomhaven, the Kingdom Death Monster, the Mansions of Madness, and then the Skeletons and the Quiet Ear are both trying to solve the eternal problem of no one wants to DM. <laughs> There I mean, is a yeah. strong possibility that this is <laughs> this is the case. Coming at the same problem from two very different angles and mm. then trying to scratch a different itch. Like yeah. the like Gloomhaven is trying to scratch the combat monster hunting thing mm-hmm. and the like problem solving thing and optimizing and min maxing thing. And then the skeletons <laughs> The better side of RPGs. Mm, yes. Am I right? <laughs> I five goes unanswered <laughs> in the room. And then the, these ones are trying to give you the cooperative storytelling without someone having to facilitate. Like I'm looking at the skeletons, we're gonna like it has very much like it's trying to do that exact same thing like it's guiding you through the steps mm-hmm. and that's kind of making it more board gamey yeah. because it has to like not immediately not having a dm makes it more board gamey the, mm. uh, the quiet year more or less does the same thing with drawing a card that has two prompts and you choose one of the two mm. uh, yeah. on every turn right so i think that that's that's a very valid point that instead of having someone to give you the prompt mm-hmm. you get them from cards but then I think that what makes it more RPG-y than board gamey is probably this I just thought of mm-hmm. that maybe yeah. maybe the thing is that the replayability and like if you get the same prompt, it will be very, very different if you play it even with one person that differs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially as the as the game and the story progresses, maybe like okay, if us three sit mm-hmm. down and play one game and we get the exact same prompt as like you two playing with someone else. Yeah. In the beginning, maybe the choices will be similar, mm. but then, but then the third person will start like doing something different, and that will create some narrative like deviation. Mm. This, this actually brings me to the next one, which I think is kind of a yet another branch of this, which would be King's Dilemma, like mm. the kind of le- yeah. legacy game that is quite like it has the physical board and it has the cards, it has the props. But as a game, it is mostly about this relative, like this whole story, like that we're telling together. Mm. Are you familiar with King's Dilemma? No, you no, haven't no. listened to the podcast about it. <laughs> I, I've probably get out again, it, but <laughs> I haven't played it. Yeah, for sure. But it's like it's um, the whole thing is about like telling the story and like again reacting to the cards as they come up. Like mm. it is 
on the cusp in many ways it's like us telling the story of this world and the history of it like i could imagine that being the same way the quiet year is about building the like the place and the history of it mm. the, you could play king's dilemma it would be a really fucking weird world that you would be building with it yes <laughs> but it would be a like you'd have then the like the royal lineage and the weird shit has that has gone down in that whole time mm. like it's like you're living through each kings or queens i think just kings like lifetime and the shit that happens in there that makes mm. the world as it is now and then yeah. after that game you'd all have a knowledge of at least some of the things that happen right. and they're like I, the power players i like the line that it walks in king's dilemma because there is like i mean you do have like in essence story cards right you vote for like particular outcomes so there's like this forking story that the game gives you that's like finite mm. Yeah. I mean, you, you'll never see everything because of the choices, but like you are the, a, a noble family. So mechanically, you you can play the game quite dryly or like us, you can take like a one sentence prompt about like, hey, religion's pretty good. <laughs> and then you just smash that out every week in every game because everything must be for the glory of the mother or the, the daughters of the, the, mother, the mother. Yeah, yeah. And the sacred nine. And then, uh, but it's at the same time the same point about the like prompts being the same, but you're getting the very different experience based on who is playing. Because mm. then King's Dilemma is a legacy game, so you only like you only open those like once. You only like uh-huh. go through the situation once. So if you it would be quite an expensive thing you could do, but you could do a second <laughs> set of King's Dilemma and then play with just like one different person and just the order in which the cards come out or the way mm. that a one thing can change would change the entire history of it. Well, yeah, because you're, what you're trying to do each game is different as well, right? Like, so you might, you have to vote. You may not, you may think of yourself as a good guy or a bad guy, but sometimes, or oh, maybe this situation comes up and maybe you have to vote for... Killing orphans. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not always orphan killing, but it did come up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but then, okay, next point. Why why or why not is uh, Pandemic Legacy a RPG? I wouldn't, cl- well... Is it? I don't think it is because I think there are, I mean, there's set envelopes, set things will happen in the game. The difference is when and where these things mm. are going to occur. Basically, things will progress. Things will definitely happen. And then it's just how badly or well you do up until these points and how you kind of adapt to the same things happening that kind of alter it. Mm. Because this is why this is why you can, like, spoil it, right? Like, oh, because you know that's how things happen. Well, yeah, I mean, it may affect different characters at different times. It may mm-hmm. affect different cities, but things are going to come out. There's, uh, I mean, like, different game components come out. It's like playing an RPG in the same instance that, like, at level 7 you unlock this kind of stuff. But, but this you don't know what you're going to But get. then, like, you told me, told, like, I'm pointing at Nikos. Nikos has told, told me about the Quiet Year, and it also has, like, it has certain, like, you have the different seasons, and there are yeah. certain things that happen during different seasons and in certain order, or, like, it's not certain order, but, like, it's, like... It, it's Each uh, season is shuffled mm-hmm. because it's it's a deck. Like, mm-hmm. it's for, it's the four suits of a deck of cards. Or if you have the, the physical, like, version of it, it's just uh, mm-hmm. its own deck of cards yeah but in the in the winter which is the last so you start from uh, spring mm-hmm. then you go summer autumn winter as as we all know <laughs> <laughs> i had to double I check mean, I I go, I, you go through the decks yeah, yeah. as in like because it, it lasts one year in theory and each card represents one week mm-hmm. so you have 52 cards 52 weeks mm-hmm. right Uh, but in the winter, the card that ends the game can come at any point because it's mm. shuffled. You don't like, there's like this. Uh, they, I, I think they're called the cold shepherds or the frost shepherds or something like that, mm. which is again left vague. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the first you can come. Yeah. yeah, arrive the end game. So that's the card, yeah. and you have to like decide what they are and what does it mean what, when like, they come. Yeah, yeah. Is, yes, uh, but it could be the first card of winter. It could be the last card of winter mm. or anything in between. So but you all have cards this, will uh, always come out. It's just that each of them has two prompts. But it's like yes. Yeah. Yes, but yeah. even even that, like having two prompts, because the prompts usually are very different. It's mm-hmm. like, let me let me grab one randomly yep. to see if. Oh, come on, this side. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll, so I'll edit this down. It's okay. For example, the stronger among you dies, what caused the death? Mm-hmm. Or the weakest one amongst you dies, who's to blame for their death? Mm, interesting. So, so you get like quite uh, different like point, yeah. different so like ideas in your mind depending on what you decide. Also, another thing that this has, which is like maybe it's it's gimmick, is that you're not supposed to discuss. Like, so the player that draws the card makes mm, a decision, yep. and then as a second step during your turn, you can either start a conversation which will go. Each person just has one go, and they say something, mm-hmm. and then that's it. That's the conversation because you represent communities, like sub communities mm-hmm. within okay. the community, yeah. right? Within a week, okay. mm-hmm. yeah. or you start a project, like like to improve something in the community okay. or to build something or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you decide how many weeks it's gonna take. Okay. Yeah, but in the conversation, or or not necessarily only in the conversation, if someone does something that you don't agree with. Mm. Uh, you have these like skeleton or skull-like skull like tokens mm-hmm. uh, that you just give them. You don't <laughs> tell them I don't agree with what you did. It's like it represents your disagreement Rats. or yeah. your you know <laughs> like dislike. Yeah. Uh, and then if they if someone does something that you like, you can take one away. Okay. So it's it's like you're supposed to. It's called the quiet year, right? So you're not supposed to be talking a lot. Yeah, loud mm. uh, okay. It's so it has like this thing, which also I think is a very RPG thing to have. Yeah, mm. I'm just thinking about like what you were mentioning, and then this popped into my head when you were talking. Is the difference then between like a true RPG and a board game RPG, uh, winning and losing? Like theoretically, for mm. a lot of board game RPGs, you can finish Gloomhaven. You can win. A lot a scenario of scenarios. Well, yeah, example, it's yeah. like, oh, this is the setup. You can win it, especially for like uh, the sort of mechanical ones. Is that like a mm. a delineation? Like, yeah, can like do you how can you think of a board game that doesn't have a winner, like a winning or losing? Is it just like is it about Scythe? the story? <laughs> <laughs> I've not even seen Scythe. Just, I'm just like <laughs> hopping on the bandwagon. Sorry, you've, you've made a friend in Simon already <laughs> now by bringing that into this episode. I don't know, because even in, like, I think it was Crowbard in, but I think, like, I guess technically even King's Dilemma. I would Definitely say, like, has it, because, like, uh, your, like, house can yeah. or cannot, like, finish the thing they're trying to do. Yeah, I don't think it was super needed, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I think yeah. it was necessary in King's Dilemma for you to have a reason to go for certain things. Yeah, that's true. Like the that is in, true. The intrinsic motivation of trying to win for your character. Like, mm-hmm. There's always going to be something that you're striving towards because playing board games and playing RPGs with people who are not really invested in it isn't mm-hmm. worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And in board games, you have the built-in, oh, someone is trying to win. Mm. I'm thinking of uh, like party uh, board games or mm. party games in general. Mm. Yes, usually there is a winning condition or mm. multiple, mm. but then you can play it without having. Yeah, detective to... club. We play without really caring about the can play without. But really but is it, is it because like I mean, especially with a party game, I'm thinking like mostly people play it not to win, mm-hmm. but. Mm. It's not because the game do. doesn't have a win condition, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's mostly like, because you 
you'd like care less. Maybe not you specifically. No, I'm, again, I'm, I'm the min-maxer here and I will yeah. play every game mechanically. That's <laughs> <laughs> perfect way. Yeah. So yeah, maybe, maybe that's a good, like... Of course, yes, I, I think like without pinpointing it, we know what a purely RPG thing is and what a purely port game thing is. And then there's definitely some gray area where they mix. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I've got a um, a wild card pick for yeah. what I think is a very RPG card game. Mm. <laughs> Solitaire. <Just> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The way I play it. Oh, the nun. <laughs> My ex-wife. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. Uh, I would suggest Gloom. I was going to say that I had that thought earlier at some point because we were we talking about like pl- role playing role playing games and the like the game being the story you're telling because mm-hmm. that's all of Glo- have, Nikos have you played no. Gloom? Okay, are you at all familiar with Gloom? No. Okay. Yes. I can give you uh, this is one once again I can try to explain it and Tom can tell me how much I fucked it up. Uh, <laughs> so you collect the spoons the day. for 6 hours. <laughs> uh, every 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 day I do this every time. Like, no, put that down eater. That's not Nope. Uh, in the spoons. Gloom, <laughs> in, in Gloom, you have you start with a family of people who have had some misfortunes. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a family, and they're like made of certain number of people. And there is like the story game is there's just cards you have in your hand, and they are basically good or bad things that happen to people. And you are trying to make your family as miserable as possible. You have like the cards. You open the card, and it says, "Died in a ditch." That, no, that's actually that's the last one. Maybe like was savaged by smallpox. Smallpox, yeah. Sa- like... Yeah, something. It's always like alliterative, like alliterative, but like almost like de- taunted by tigers. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like this, or taunted by toddlers. It's like it's just like oh, it's, just, it's one <laughs> my sentence. Nightmare. My nightmare. It's, it's 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 a like it's a transparent card that has one sentence of what happened and then some modifier that happens to your like mm-hmm. character. Uh, it can be like taunted by tigers or like like other bad things and a lot, some of them are died in a ditch or like mm-hmm. something that, like final and de- deadly and then there are good things like was wonderfully wed yes some good and you are trying to when you have that card you play it on your own person or on another person's like another mm-hmm. player's family member and you are trying to make your people as miserable as possible and then kill them when they are at their most miserable because mm-hmm. the points are how miserable they are when they die. Okay. And then you, at the same time, you're trying to sure. counteract. <laughs> yeah, you're counteracting. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Okay, yeah, right, right, right. Counteracting right, right. the happiness, of, like, uh, counteracting the miserableness of the other people's place. So, like, oh, yes, they were taunted by tigers, but then they were wonderfully wed because they were, fell in love with the, like... Tiger. No, no, I was I mean, going yeah, for the... Yeah, I was going <laughs> for the circus director, but I guess okay. the tiger also worked. <laughs> no, no, I like the direct... <laughs> the direct <laughs> I found love yes. for that tiger. Yes, but, like, the... Like, you cannot play that game with dry people because the only thing is like you can min max it you can like see like okay this gives me minus 20 and that gives you plus 20 so like i can just do this but like that's you, disallowed at my table yes. you have to tell the story <laughs> you have to tell the story and the, the better and like more involved the story is and then you're just mm. like kind of like and you can always weave the like the previous thing that happened to this character into more of it or you can like like riff off of other people, it's pure, yeah. pure improv. Yeah. Because you like literally any character. So each character is his own card, and you can play on any card on the table, right? Yeah. So if your family's having a good time, what I'm going to do on my turn is uh, no, sorry, the other way. Yeah, having yeah. a bad. Time. You're having a bad time. I've got to cheer you up. Yeah, I will <laughs> cheer ruin you up this over for there. You. Yeah. Uh, but like, 
I, I think it fits into the RPG thing, just of like the collective story, and also, my God, it's pretty good improvisation training. Yes, mm. because you have kind of like, hmm, I, I've just got married, but how can I be attacked by ducks at some point <laughs> in the ceremony, and then just continue that story on? It's like. Oh, you, you were really, you know, oh, my God, I can't believe that terrible thing happened to you over there. But I'm like, what's the happiest thing I've like, got? It, it seems <laughs> like you have lost a leg in uh, a tragic soup accident. Yeah, and yeah, but <laughs> luckily, you were elected to parliament not minutes later. <laughs> and, you, and, like, everything covers up each. And then also, yeah. like, you can kill the characters while they're very happy to kill, like, to ruin someone else's game. Because, mm. like, oh, yeah, you, like, elected to parliament and then tragically had a heart attack. Mm. But actually, yeah. died happy. You yeah. ca- actually can't die happy in the game. Oh, no, but yeah. you can die less sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah like like, like minimally sad, like yeah, mildly inconvenient. Like he's mildly, he's stubbed his toe and now he's dead. <laughs> you know, <'cause> there was <laughs> green, so. Very little sadness yeah. in his heart. But it is like it's it has very little in terms of game mechanics. You have the like you have your turns, but and there is no DM again. It's more mm. like but then again you do win the game. But I think the most the whole I mean, point. I of don't, it, yeah, I don't care. No, <laughs> I think most of the time we've like we've actually played it with pared down rules, so we're taking away more of the gamey things and more made it into like just ripping mm-hmm. off the cards and making it into a story. Yeah, there are more mechanics. I'm just like ignore it. Don't read that. Just read the flavor text and then make up a story because I think that's the that's juice what I yeah. that's the juice. Yeah, like, like that's what I want to get out of the game rather than a, oh you played that really. Clinically and mechanically, well done with no story, which I guess people could do, but yeah, no, not with me. But I think it's also like the way that the way that we like approach it from two different mm-hmm. like points. Uh, maybe also the creators do that. Maybe the yeah. the ones that say this is an RPG and we feel that it's a bit board gamey. Mm. Uh, they came from a RPG like making background, yeah, and the board game people that yeah. made board yeah. games that we feel that have heavy RPG elements maybe came from like board designing game. board games. So it could be that as well. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think that, okay, I think a good point is that if it's possible to finish the game, not not possible, but if it doesn't require someone to win, then it's probably more RPG. Mm. <laughs> if it has a, some clear like winning condition or like something that you're trying to achieve as a like winning thing, it's yeah. probably more board gamey. Yeah, but but yeah, I think it's like a very blurry. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I'm area. definitely not. I, I'm yeah. I'm not going to stand up and say this. <laughs> there is a yeah, distinct yeah. line because I know it's I, super blurred. I think I like the point that you made about like maybe it's people coming from different backgrounds and approaching the same thing or coming like both like what is the word for like in something like converge? Yeah, converging on something and like it's. I wonder if there's someone who's made both games and RPGs because I like board games and RPGs because. I think it would be very interesting to see what they classify as board game, what they classify. Maybe that would be the kind of person who does more very pure board yeah. game and more very pure RPG because then you'd get the things that, that scratch that itch. Mm. But I, yeah, I can't say. I can't say if that's happened. And then like people who, like someone who has the itch to make their own thing and mm. which one ever, like, like for example, The Quiet Year, you could, either kind of person could have that impulse mm. and have that thought and that idea and whether or not they call it a board game or an RPG it might just be whichever one they feel they're more comfortable saying they're making yeah mm. I have a question for you then yes as the resident RPG side of the table <laughs> like if I got out like a huge board game box mm-hmm. and I started setting up and I went don't worry this is an RPG board game what would you hope was going to be in that box to actually mm. <laughs> like talk you into it 
I don't know. That's a, that's a, a huge weird, question. That's right. a huge question. Huge as the box. <laughs> but uh, I think that, like, for me personally, I think less is more. So okay. a big, so a a big box, box would not... Because, like, all these things have the thing that I was also talking about, the, the RPG, RPG mm. things, that mm. I like the low prep, easy to explain. Low crunch, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Uh, like, if you take out a... Like a full D and D campaign, campaign in board game format, mm. I think you still have to go through like an hour of explaining rules, <laughs> right? Because yeah. you know, I mean, you have to know a certain number of rules in mm-hmm. order yeah. to play D and D. Yeah, uh, and and this would probably put me off a bit, but that's just me. I'm mm. not yeah, saying yeah. that it's. Uh, you want something a bit more like, pick yes. up and play, mm. um, but I'm trying to think of like games that I could like talk I, you I into. I think it. what would convince me that it's an RPG board game mm. is that you take up the role of a character or of few a few characters or something mm. like that and mm. you create some story to go with it. Okay. Here, okay. Probably. Here's my not counter offer but I'm just going to put this on the table <laughs> uh, and then either can disagree or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like Merchants and Marauders like sandboxy games. I don't like I think Merchants and Marauders is a bad example of it because, like it's a good game but I don't think it like no no as in like I'm I'm trying to make a counterpoint of how could I persuade like if you were just ignoring the like the low setup kind of thing just for the stories that can come out of like sandboxy kind of things I just don't think Merchants and Marauders gives any of that I don't think but like really? I don't I don't feel <laughs> it's that all, way all stupid I still remember the like I got the cap I'm playing a captain I had to sacrifice my wood so I could try and take out the, like the war galleon with like one dice roll and I fucked it up I, I like I have those memories and those stories but I don't like Merchants and Marauders is in a very different category for me for some reason I just don't find that in it I just don't but it's ultimate sandbox like you can go anywhere do it, anything I know but like I, in my without a DM but like my brain says like if i were to talk about like if i think of a board game that i think makes scratches some of the same itches as a like an rpg i would almost still go for you know twilight imperium like and it's not low setup it's not low anything it's high on everything but it's like i think it is that is the thing that gives me most of the things i get like Mm. some of the things but then i don't know uh, i also saw a thing online that was saying that betrayal legacy is an rpg and like an rpg board game which i think is bullshit i don't think it's again like it doesn't it's but it's it a legacy like, game yeah yeah but it's you play scenarios you can win lose things happen you make a like story play. as a playing as a part of a family or a family tree and you're doing things but maybe yeah. it's just because i don't like the game itself maybe that's i, I think that might be sneaking in because it, it takes the box like if if gloomhaven is an rpg game then surely like that also does like you're literally building tiles you're going through and you're solving a scenario like game by game but then, and getting new equipment and stuff also have another point about this because like we're talking about like trying to, to ask nikos like what is what would be a rpg board game but then like made me think of exactly the fact that i enjoy playing low crunch low prep and running low crunch low prep like rpgs and i do play dnd as well and i do run dnd as well but at the same time i'm also super into these kind of like high setup you need to read this entire rule book. You need to at least, at minimum, watch this forty-five minute video about the rules to play this game. And it's like, but I don't. He's like tempted. That. I can see his <laughs> his eyes are glazing over. But what I think that's playing? a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I don't want. I I don't like the idea of playing. Like I've played D and D now because I'm invested in the group that I'm playing it in. But if I had to now pick up a new RPG, mm. it would never be a high crunch, high lore 
learn all of these stats, learn all of these rules, learn all of these like interactions. Whereas in a board game, that is not a turn off for me. Mm-hmm. Is it like the longevity though? Like I know we've discussed like, like sort of low rule settings because I feel like a low rule setting is then better for more episodic or sh- like one shot kind of things. Like, do you need a bit of crunch to keep a long term kind of? You got to be invested for a lot longer, right? I don't think that necessary. Like, are you talking about RPGs or board uh, gaming? Well, game? more RPGs, okay. I guess now. Yeah, because like I don't know. In my head, board games are more like one session. Yeah, maybe it's like a ten-hour session, but it's mm. gonna start and end in one goal. Um, yeah. But you probably have unless the campaign board games. games. I mean, there are games. Yeah, mind. I mean, yeah. like you can like pack your character away; they'll come back out. Yeah, yeah. Gloomhaven, the like think the Sleeping Gods, the like betrayal games, the mm. King's Dilemma games okay. are all like. You play yeah, one see. session or like a short session that can be one or two games, and then you the whole thing can stretch. Okay. Mm. Like and like Kingdom Death Monster, I think was like sixty to eighty hours was the like n- number given. Jesus. <laughs> but from from an RPG point of view, I don't think that it's crunch necess- or not not crunch or like rules complications that will make you know or break make it game. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. or not making like make it like a longer running thing because mm. mm-hmm. I think that even with simple rules. Okay, one thing that you can definitely do is have lots of rules, but then build them up slowly, mm. not put the characters in a position, or like the players in a position where they need to learn everything At before once. they even yeah. start. Mm-hmm. Like with uh, Blades in the Dark, for example, you can just do the characters in the beginning, have one score, have one downtime, have the second score, and then start introducing the Three the bits. crew yeah. uh, stuff, mm-hmm. right? And the faction play and everything uh, with uh, you can do it with D and D as well. I mean, it's kind of baked in, right? Like the higher your character, the longer you play, theoretically, the mm. the more you level up, the more rules and things. Are yes, open to you, right? but I would make the point that in D and D, the actual rules, the mechanics, you need to know them even for level one. Mm. It's just mm. that then you have more abilities, but what those abilities mean, you mm. already. No, know. I can't yeah. explain from yeah. level one. Yes, mm-hmm. okay, maybe some tiny things yeah, you'll some figure out thing, later. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. like knowing what this gives you a bonus to your saves that you make with your charisma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Th- this you will know at level one and at level 20, no yeah. matter when you get mm-hmm. the ability. Mm-hmm. It's going to be more points of that thing happening at level 20. But at level one, you still know it. Yeah. So in that sense, you don't need crunch from the beginning. Maybe you can like add it progressively, like the the actual like, like add more rules mm. rather than add more points or yeah being think, better at things. I think one of those things. This is more about the like the longevity of cam- or like long running campaigns versus one shots. Is like because this can ties back down to the is someone winning or not thing. It's mm-hmm. like having your one your player goals then the campaign goals and then maybe like the group goals and something else and like the thing you're working towards is it something that wins you this round or yeah. this game or is it the story or is it something that is just or is the goal just a piece of the story like is it just a fe- like is the goal one more like more scaffolding for the story mm. i think mm. and then long-running campaign like legacy campaign board games you have your character like goal you have your campaign goal and you have the end of the like whole thing Similarly to having those in a long-running campaign, even though in some like long-running RPG campaigns you might not have a end goal in mind, not for you or character or for the group or for the story, it might just be a sandbox on top of sandbox on top of sandbox. But again, there is not 
not a correlation. Yeah. Mm. I'm more and more getting to the, like this feeling of like there being they're all kind of like trying to solve different parts of the puzzle, <laughs> like just like scratching the same itch. But a lot of it comes down to actually now one more thing: Are there like board games that have a DM? There's uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but usually dungeon crawlers. So yeah. there's things like uh, one no, one even like a werewolf and stuff like that. Yeah, you can kinda, do yeah. with like a someone that facilitator. Tells you yeah, what yeah. To do. yeah. even though I've played versions of it with no like yeah. DM, but. Mm. Yeah, but there, I mean there are, but it's usually like kind of like something night, something night. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. Um, one of the Imperial Assault, like one of the old Star yeah. Wars games. But it's the same concept is like, well, I control all the baddies, you control all yeah. the goodies each, and then I mean in an extreme form, it can be one v one, but it's usually a bit more one uh, v many with ultimate power mm. and ultimate pressure to actually make the game interesting. Yeah, because it's like yeah. <laughs> Another thing that like came to sorry, I'm just like yeah, changing again, topic yeah. kind of like uh, we would never do that, that on this <laughs> podcast. Uh, <laughs> like I I didn't know that it was a thing, but they are uh there are RPGs hmm. that could be classified as board games even, I guess. Hmm. <laughs> Not board games exactly, but like yeah. I th- you'll get what I mean when I say what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh <laughs> they are like solo as in you need only yourself, mm. not like a 1v1 or oh, not yeah, a yeah. 1 plus 1. Yeah. yeah. But it's like it gives you like a set of questions that you need mm. to answer about your mm. character. And then you you even like some of them are uh, epistolary games. Like you write in letters your feelings <gasps> or oh my you, keep a, you keep a face. journal, right? Oh, I love this. Uh, <laughs> She's been and, doing that for <laughs> Yeah. And then you have the... <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then you have the thing just... You know, getting instructions practically, but vague instructions from the rules yeah. of the game. From the game, yeah. Yeah. So in that sense, is that uh, like because is solitaire a board game? No, but it's. A, it's it, I mean, it's a card, card game, game that like, you play on your own. Are mm-hmm. card games board games? Like, and then you as can, in, you can, you can uh, play root. Yeah. You can play root solo. It's like it, yeah. Well, yeah, but that's not designed to. You. No, I mean, yeah, like that's yeah. a compatible. Yeah. So like, is this like having a piece of paper and a pen and like writing things and down to and, do. and yeah. discussing with your own self practically what's happening or thinking about what's yeah. happening and writing it down like. It is mm-hmm. definitely very RPG, yeah. but it's also kind of board game. I think, I think I'm ge- coming down on the, like, are you trying to vin- win? Is there a win condition? Is going to be the thing that for me delineates this or not? Yeah, maybe. Because, like, for that, for example, the process is the point. Yes. Mm. The journey. The journey. Yeah, and maybe you oh. get a story out of it at the end. Yeah. But, yeah. But, then, like, that's kind of, I think that's the thing. Like, I, like... I do mean I still enjoy board games as the thing. Like it's like the winning is very like low on the list of priorities, especially since I do it so rarely. But like it's kind of like that's a lie. I'm pretty sure that's a lie. <laughs> Someone check the stats. Where's the Excel sheet? But then like, but the whole thing is like I think in RPG, it the point is the story or the experience or the thing that you're doing them whatever and it's mm. like whether or not there is a DM is secondary. Whether or not they're like how much there is crunch, but that like it being about the journey like explicitly the mm. buy-in is for the experience yeah yeah i i, I agree and I, t- I mean it's the same like not all board games are doing the same thing or trying to elicit the same feelings like a full-on war game is going to be very different to like a care yeah, bear let's all just let's do some german agriculture of the 16th century yeah. it's like yeah i mean it's it's impossible to kind of like bury down like absolute battle lines between them but it's mm. kind of interesting that there are like I think more than I expected, like, games that do elements of both to mm. different degrees, depending on what you're into. Because, again, like, 
spoilers, I think all of us in the room are a bit more like story-based, kind of theme-based, kind <laughs> yeah. of like the experience, whereas that wouldn't be the case naturally for a lot of people. Like yeah. people that just went like, oh, you mean the D&D board game that's exactly the same as D&D? Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess that's <laughs> exactly the same. Uh, just There are people who are like that about games and like board games and about RPGs and so on. And so like, But I guess the whole thing about this is then like, I would say that there are a lot of like RPGs that we've talked about now that are closer to many board games than those board games are to other board games we are, definitely agree are also board games. Like yeah. I would say like, you know, like <laughs> it's true. Hi, is high society more similar to Gloomhaven, then Gloomhaven is the D&D. Is this the... Definitely not. You're you're, uh, more closely related to Tuna than Tuna is to a shark. This sort of (laughs) weird... Okay, I have a... Sorry, were you... No, no, I I just ended on shark. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, because I I was thinking now that, okay, you have the winning condition Mm -hmm. versus the story Mm -hmm. or the experience. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of a game like Cards Against Humanity. You definitely have a winning condition, yes. but the fact that you combine this and that and you try to make people mm. laugh, like this creates something. <laughs> There's an inception element there of, <laughs> you know, you're like getting this absurd image mm. of something happening. Mm. So it is kind of like storytelling in a sense. Yeah. I mean, it's creativity. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, control the creativity. Is, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's like quite, you know. For Lake in any yeah. way, but yeah. like it's just like, but it is about improv again. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So again, maybe, okay. Yes, of course. There's no going to be a clear line mm-hmm. or, or like two things that are this and that. This is RPG. This is board game. But like even even like party games like that, I feel that they have, they can have elements of I, storytelling. Just, yeah, or yeah, yeah. I agree. I'm thinking of the most difficult hard sell of like finishing playing Cards Against Humanity with someone and then going, if you like this, let me tell you about ten candles. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, yes. segue. It's exactly the same thing. Let's turn off the lights. <laughs> <laughs> the world is dark. The others are coming for us. They're like, what? <laughs> but I think this all comes down to, like, what are you trying to get out of the experience? And then mm. all of these are, like, you can cater to many parts of different, like, combinations of elements with board games or with RPGs. Like, do you want story? Do you want, like, more gamey, like, mm. optimization so of your... Mechanical. Like, yeah. Or do you want to just have fun with your friends? And like all of these are like, you can just always, I think the takeaway from this whole thing is that it's a continuum and might be multiple continuums. And it's like, you just have to find the things that work Mm. for you. It's a rich tapestry. Yes. (laughs) That's what, that's what, (laughs) this is the hard facts that you get with our, with our podcast. So yeah, unfortunately we didn't solve the, the. We were so certain that we would. I was, I was a hundred percent sure that we would, we would sort it out. Oh, tragic. Uh, but yes, obviously, we've now discussed everything we need to <laughs> or should do. If we've missed something out, we haven't. That's your fault. <laughs> You've misinterpreted what we've said. We've we've now put this subject to bed fully and forever. We've been bored with Finns. Some of us have been Finnish. We're never going to tell you. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. Maybe less or more than, than previous usual. episodes. Yeah. We'll never know. Uh, you can always follow us on our very dry social networks. Aww. I'm trying. I'm putting so much effort into the pictures now. Yeah, Twitter is killing me, by the way. We get nothing. Uh, <laughs> so, because I assume of the liberal woke mind virus that is <laughs> infecting all of the internet now. That's what I've been told. Oh, no. Yeah. That's, yeah. I get all my news from Twitter. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on it too much, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, I will say goodbye. It is goodbye from me. It's also goodbye from me. 
and from me as well. It's a perfect three for three yet again. We've done it. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, 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 bye.